This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Reckless speculation from the TCL Broadcast Studios. You're listening to Mackie and Judd, TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It is a pressure and Lawrence on his back foot. Man wide open, caught, and off to the races goes Justin Ross. Down the far numbers, and he is going to score! Caught it near midfield. I think he was shocked to find out there weren't any Alabama defenders around him. And it's another long touchdown for Clemson. 74 yards. Uh, You heard that game right here on 1500 ESPN last night, the end of the college football season. And uh, that was quite the thrashing and offensive performance by Clemson and their quarterback, Sunshine, who also was in, remember, the Titans 15 years ago. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, He's good at football. And right. he's, at these, he's 19 years old. Yes. And a lot of people are you know, complaining about the rules of why can't you go and play in the NFL. This and- happens every time a kid like, like this is successful, which is fairly rare. Yeah. Maurice Claret, was, he sued because of that. And, uh, Sometimes you're just not ready to go play a physical, violent sport with 30 year old adults who weigh 300 pounds when you're 19, too. So if this happened a lot, I I'd be more prone to, to saying that they should change the rule. But like, you hear this how much? Once in a while, it seems very rare to me. Yeah, and sometimes it happens with a mobile quarterback or something. Like, wasn't Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow was he a freshman when he won his first Heisman? Because Tim Tebow yeah, he was came a out sophomore. like a Okay. He wasn't ready after his senior season. Yeah. But people are saying, like, oh, man, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Forget a sophomore. See, I saw that motion. That's the point, though. Dude, you're throwing from right field. You're supposed to be a quarterback. Anyway, I have I have some. Reckless speculation. All right. So I saw this on Twitter last night. So it's not my idea, but I love it. Because it's potentially, it's potential, it's, it's reckless, potentially advantageous, and in the short term means some immediate hurt, which, of course, I don't mind because it's this. If you're the Vikings, and let's say you don't really find a good OC. Let's say 2019's a complete disaster. Kirk Cousins' second year doesn't go well. He's going to be going into the last year of his contract in 2020. 2019 gets done, and Ziggy Wilf gets up to the podium and announces that Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer are fired. They're not coming back. It's over for them. And so the only person left standing in this scenario for the 2020 season, of course, is Kirk Cousins. But you're going to hire a new GM and a new coach, and it's their job to reset things. And and this has now become a veteran team built around defense, and you probably wouldn't hire a defensive coach again. And anyway, it comes down to the magical question of actually going back to 2011 for the Vikings. When a Vikings team that won three games easily should have lost to Carolina, they, they won on a because of a missed field goal by the Carolina kicker, mm-hmm. and they won that stupid game in Washington on Christmas Eve that Adrian Peterson got hurt in. And the only reason they won that was because Ponder got hurt and Joe Webb came in and rallied them back. That team should have gone 1-15. And if they had, they would have got Andrew Luck. Generationally great quarterback. I know he's been hurt, but he is great. 
Two, should the 2020 Vikings, if they have to hit the reset button as far as GM and coach goes, and you've got Cousins on the last year of that contract, and you know that's going to be it. He's gone. He's been a, he's been a let's say, dismal failure. This is hard to do in the National Football League, but do you have an eye towards tanking the season because Trevor Lawrence will be eligible for the draft his first time, the first time, 2021? 100% yes, and it doesn't even have to be that Kirk Cousins is a disastrous brush fire of a terrible quarterback. He can He can be what he is now, which is he's like the 15th best quarterback, 16th best quarterback in the NFL. But if you look at the landscape of quarterback salaries right now, you've got this, this now that the threshold has been pushed up over $30 million, Rodgers, average annual salary, 33, Matt Ryan, 30, Kirk Cousins, 28, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 27.5. If you've got a quarterback in a salary cap league making that much money and he's now Aaron Rodgers, I'm fine with it because he's Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks that's ever laced him up. Mm-hmm. But if you have anything other than that and you're paying that much money, you have to be perfect in your drafting and your free agency. And it can be done. You know, like Drew Brees makes a bunch of money. Drew Brees is the sixth highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year. And the Saints have nailed their draft picks. They've nailed their free agents. They've they've even nailed some of the bargain bin um, the, the hunting that they've done. But it, re- it, it tightens the collar. If you've got an average to maybe slightly above average, if you've got a below average quarterback like... You know, like uh, Derek Carr has been underwhelming, and he makes $25 million, and you've whiffed on draft picks. That's how you become the Raiders. Right. And you fire coaches and things like that. Um, so I just think there, so there, there's four teams that's, that are really interesting right now for the exact thing that you're talking about. Quarterbacks on rookie contracts, and they've been able to build out the rest of the roster, so they've got kind of a runway. The Browns are in that mix now for the first time in two and a half decades. The Eagles, Carson Wentz is still on a rookie contract. And they have an awesome backup. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has done enough, and the Bears have nailed trades, and they've nailed free agents, and they've nailed draft picks, rookie contract, and Jared Goff. Yeah, that's so, true. So, it, I mean, obviously, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you better nail draft picks and free agents, period. But what I'm saying is you've got a lot more leeway when you've got a good quarterback who doesn't make very much money. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Seattle Seahawks did when they won the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, too, of, well, he was making five or six million. Not even that, right? Because he was a third round pick. He was making like five hundred thousand dollars, and or seven hundred fifty or something. It's hard. It's hard in that league to say that that we are going to tank. But if you think about it, if things don't go according to plan next year, and and the Vikings reset the entire thing, you could very much say we're going to make some trades. We're going to strip things down. We're going to not just not be yeah. good. And and I mean, if you go back, I honestly think one of the most harmful victories in Vikings history is that win in Washington. And if you lose in Carolina and Washington, because the only convincing one-sided win that that team had in 2011 was Arizona at the Metrodome, one in 15, you get luck. You get him. And I don't know if he gets hurt here or not, but my God, the quarterback that I saw play against the Texans on Saturday is out of this world. Do you think, okay, since we're down this this hypothetical path here, let me see if I can find a, uh, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have the heart music to cue up here, but imagine taking yourself back in time, Judd Zolgad, to that 2012 draft. That was the luck draft, right? 2012, because yep. yep. it was luck, the year RG3 after. And, yep. Yeah. Um, here it is. All right. Back in time. 
It's kind of a hybrid of our Aaron Rodgers, Dante Culpepper conversation. Feels like The Bachelor is what it feels like. Now, Christian, <laughs> don't get me started. And again. I'm not comfortable yeah. with this. Hey, maybe Trevor Lawrence will be on The Bachelor. He looks like he now. looks like he could be. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So Christian Ponder was not good, but he was he had played a partial season in 2011. If the Vikings had drafted in a position to take Andrew Luck, let's say they do get the number one overall pick, would they have viewed it as, oh man, I know we drafted a franchise quarterback last year. This sounds ludicrous because it's Christian Ponder, but put yourself in the shoes of the Vikings right. after his first partial season. I got you. Would they have would they have had the wherewithal to say Oh my God! But Andrew Luck is the Christian Ponder is nice and all, but this is Andrew Luck. Or would they have said, "Eh, we got our franchise quarterback. Let's trade back and draft." Well, that's when they drafted Matt Khalil, right? So let's let's trade back and draft Matt Khalil, anyways. We, would they have just wound up with Matt Khalil and an extra first round pick in 2013 or something? We talked about that at the time. And I don't think as much um, pride and ego went into taking Ponder. I seem to recall at that time, not even Rick could have passed on luck. Like, we knew that this was, this guy comes along once every, what, 10 years, 15 years? I think he was so good, and there was no question about that, that even the Vikings and Rick couldn't have passed on luck. Yeah, There's, there's a case to be made. You should never pay a quarterback... What the market value has become that you should the, what the money that Kirk Cousins is getting just because he's one of twenty quarterbacks in the world that's trustworthy on some level, right? And then the like the other ten to fifteen behind him are either rookies or just test cases and backups. So like the, you make that much money because it's just a, it's a scarce skill set. Mm-hmm. There's a case to be made that you should never spend that kind of money unless you know you have Aaron Rodgers or an MVP candidate. And if you get to the point with a guy, ah, oh, well. We don't think you're a top five quarterback, so bye bye. Somebody else can pay you, and then you draft again, so that at least you're not compounding mediocre quarterback with twenty five extra million dollars that you could spend on a left tackle, on a right guard, on a nickel cornerback, or whatever other. But now, page. but now this this goes back to why all of these teams now are hiring young offensive minded coaches, because the the one thing the Vikings don't have in that building right now is somebody who can properly identify quarterbacks. They don't, but you and they could, haven't you, for a long you, time. You could say that probably about twenty different teams in the but NFL. That's why they're like, all panicked. Like John Elway can't properly identify quarterbacks. <laughs> no, but that's so why crazy. You're right, but that's why every one of these teams is panicked now, mm-hmm. and, and and they are desperate to find the McVeighs who can find or develop the Goffs. Quarterbacks make teams do stupid things. Mm-hmm. Love and quarterbacks are very similar. <laughs> they make teams and they make people do stupid yeah. things. Do you think if? the Vikings had put themselves in a position to take luck luck in 2012 that they take him and then move Ponder? Yes. Because at that point... Yes. Because Ponder would have had value at that point. Right. Because at that point, we didn't realize that he was going to be atrocious yet after one year. Don't you seem to recall that being the case? I swear that conversation was had and that the feeling from the Vikings was that Rick would have taken luck for sure and then looked to trade Ponder. And, Mm. And keep in mind, too... When they took Ponder, that was the musical quarterback draft of everybody who was trying to take one, and nobody could decide who, who was good. It was the Cam Newton I think it draft. was Gabbert, right? It was it yeah, was Newton, Gabbert went in that draft. Jake Locker. Locker. And Oof. so, and after Cam... Oof, after no, Cam, it was bad, After man. Cam, nobody was sold, rightfully so, on that entire class. And, because I believe if I am correct now, in retrospect, I think Dalton went in the He's second a, round. He was a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. So, so I... 
Rick took Ponder out of desperation, but I don't think anybody ever loved Ponder. I mean, there are there are teams right now. So that this this whole segment started by you asking the question. Would you tank to get the stud Clemson quarterback that we saw light up Alabama last night in a, in a couple of years from now when he's eligible? And my instant answer is yes, because Kirk Cousins, while I don't, I don't think there was another option, I think based on where your defense was and where your team was, you had to sign a quarterback with at least a limited downside. Like you knew that you weren't going to get more interceptions than touchdowns or something. Yes. But then I add add the Texans to this mix too, because Deshaun Watson is the forty he's the fortieth highest paid quarterback and he makes three million dollars. So you got the Texans, the Rams, the Bears, the Browns, the Eagles that all have these four to five year windows with these rookie contract quarterbacks, and they get to build out the rest of their rosters. And you're telling me, so of these teams, how many of those teams' quarterbacks would you rank above Kirk Cousins right now? And they make twenty five million dollars less or twenty million dollars yes. less. Wentz above him. Mm-hmm. Uh Baker Mayfield. Above him, yep. Deshaun Watson above him. Jared Goff above him. You can keep going. Mitch Trubisky is the only one that I would say is below Kirk Cousins. And here we are. But if you could, <laughs> but but if you could, right right now, if if the Bears called you and said, would you exchange franchises? I think your answer is definitely yes. Uh, I mean, Trubisky yeah, might not yeah. be above Cousins, but yeah, you you trade so, him off. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you uh, want to answer that hypothetical, would you tank and bottom out? Toward the end of Kirk Cousins' contract, let's just say to draft any rookie first-round quarterback who happens to be number one, but 651-646-8255-877-615-1500, Judd. Right now. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Okay, man. On 1500 ESPN. All right, quick check on traffic here. It is brought to you by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And uh, 35W, we've uh, still got that crash in Minneapolis between Highway 55 and Portland Avenue South. It's causing about an uh, 18-minute delay right now. I got Pelissero live. You got to hear him talk. You're on the air, Tom. Go. Tom, go. I'm just trying to find out what I missed while I was getting my tooth drunk. Are you in the dentist chair right now? I cannot believe this is happening. Is he actually Tom, in the chair? No, no, he's on his way home. He just said, I want to find out what I missed while I was right. getting a root canal. Did they put Tom, him under? Is he feeling? okay to drive? I'm concerned about Tom Pelissero's safety. I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, I can't talk. <laughs> he said, I feel pretty good. Other than I can't talk. <laughs> That's like, that was our guy Pelissero <laughs> on NFL Network root canal today, apparently. That sounds like a lot of fun. You ever had a root canal? Uh, where's some wood? No, I have not. Knock on I have a lot a of wood right there. In a couple weeks, I'm a little. Nervous. I don't like I've, going to. I've the had a couple root canals. They're not. Uh, they are the opposite of enjoyable. How long does the pain last? <laughs> well, really, there's not really a whole lot of pain because they they shoot you up with a bunch of Novocaine. They just you know stick the needle in your mouth and and give you a lot of Novocaine, so you don't really feel anything. Ooh. But it's just uncomfortable. But then. Afterwards, like half of your face is just like dull. Like you yeah. just can't. You can't it's like feel Bell's anything palsy for, where your face. Yeah, you 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 feel like that for about four or five hours afterwards. Ugh. I have that fun. That uh, does not sound good, uh, gentlemen. How, we've already done a little bit of reckless speculation. How would you like to engage in some more here? Absolutely. Reckless speculation. So only a handful of teams have less cap room as of right now than the Minnesota Vikings going into this off season. 
And in a couple of months, when the when the Super Bowl's over and the new league year kicks in, they're going to have to get creative to find ways to add free agents. Obviously, they have the NFL draft that they can lean on, but if they want to make a splash in free agency and bring in an offensive lineman or whatever it may be, uh, they're going to have to probably look at their own roster and start to hack some of these <laughs> bloated contracts off the books here. So I know all of us have been looking at, uh, I never know how to pronounce it, Spotrack, Spotrack, Spotrack.com. I think it's Spotrack. Spotrack Spotrack.com. Yeah. They, they track. We'll, we'll roll with that. Okay. So as you guys look at some of these contracts for the Vikings, so Anthony Barr, for instance, has a contract coming. I think that's a pretty obvious one that Anthony Barr makes, what, 10 or $12 million. can probably say goodbye to that. You're going to have to pay Adam Thielen. Yep. Would you rather pay Adam Thielen stuff on digs? I think it's Adam Thielen. No brainer. Um, when you look at some of the bigger contracts that have reasonable outs in terms of what they call dead cap money or dead money, mm-hmm. who would you consider saying goodbye to? Uh, this is pretty simple. So I go to Zim and I say, the offensive line has to be fixed, Mike. And and you are a defensive coach and you're really good at coaching defense. And therefore, what we're going to do is subtract some of your guys from your defense. Because in theory, you should be able to coach up. Because you can coach up these players. And by the way, you have... Everson Griffin, I don't restructure him. I release him. I think you got to take a wow. lo- long. That's eleven point seven million. I think you got to take a long, hard look at the fact that Trey Waynes is going to be on his rookie fifth year option, and I believe it's going to be nine million plus against the cap. Mike Zimmer is among his um, strengths is phenomenal at developing defensive backs. Holton Hill went from an undrafted kid to a guy who could start. I take a long, hard look at Trey Wayne's being gone, which takes that's, some. That's nine points. That's nine million. Which takes some gonads, but you're going to have to do something here to create space. Um, Rudolph offensively has to be restructured. I don't release him for sure, but he has to be restructured downward. He makes so he makes seven point six. He's one of your. He's that's like the twelfth highest paid player on the team. That's too high. He's, yeah, he's probably not a guy that you're just going to outright get rid of and. My God, the guy's going to win the Walter Payton yeah. Man of the Year award. Uh, as you said, Barr is gone. Sandejo makes 5.5. Five, He's gone. I think you can cut him right He's gone, gone. for sure. Yeah. Barr is gone for sure. I, I for a while thought that they might franchise him, but there's no way that they can afford that. That's that's an investment they can't make. You can get rid of Mike Remmers, I think, for a reasonable. Yeah. I think you can. Man, he makes it, like yeah. six and a half, and you can actually get rid of him and save $5 million. Yeah, four, I think it's four and a half million you could save hmm. by releasing. So O'Neal plays right tackle, Reef plays left tackle still. Elfline, who, as Phil said, did not rebound strong, but also came back from, I think, shoulder and ankle surgery rebounds. And so you're looking essentially for sure for two guards. Yeah. Uh, so, and I just saved you a ton of money. In terms of guys who are going to go up, I'm going to assume Adam, well, Adam Thielen is definitely going to be in the market for a new contract. The question is, will it, and this is where Rob Brzezinski, cap genius, is going to have to work some magic. Would that, if you're crunched for 2019, maybe they would push the money that he's getting in an extension into like 2020, 21. Mm-hmm. But that's tough because then you're, now you're deferring money down the road to years that you're not 100% sure about, but he's still in his prime. Um, the other one that's kind of interesting here, kind of interesting Xavier Rhodes makes thirteen point three million dollars. If you cut him, you can save six. I don't see that happening. Probably want to wait another year on that. But. I see. I see Wayne's and, and that and his cap uh, num- number being more in jeopardy than Trey Wayne's. Yeah. 
So we just went through. So Everson Griffin would save you 10. Kyle Rudolph, let's say you go from seven down to four or something, sure. save three. Let's also, we'll call it four million in savings. Uh, Trey Waynes will save you like nine. Sandejo mm-hmm. saves you five and a half. And Remmer saves you like four and a half million. Mm-hmm. We just freed up space to sign three legitimate players in free agency there. Yep. If you can make that happen. Now, the question will be, you're also, you also have Sheldon Richardson coming off the books. Do you want to bring him back? Because that's going to eat into some of the money that you've just saved. I would like to, but I think it's going to be damn tough. Because he, mm-hmm. he came he came back, uh, played on a reasonable contract, had a really good year, and somebody's going to pursue him. I think that becomes tough. I think you have but now to, you got to find his replacement. Right, but I, th- I, think the, I think a lot of this has to be put back on the head coach who's a defensive guy and say, yeah. Mike, this is your strength. This is what you do well. We can't. You have to tell him. You are the head coach of this football team, not the defensive head coach. And for the sake of this football team, we can't put all of our resources and and the majority of our expenditures on the defensive side of the ball. You coach those guys. That's what you're good at. And so what we need to do is not repeat 2018 and have an offense where we where we not only spend on the quarterback cuz they definitely did there, but also spread some of that cash around. And you know what? You still have Harrison Smith, and you still have Daniil Hunter, and you still have Xavier Rhodes, and you you still have good players on your defense. So you're you're releasing defensive players, key players, but you still have enough good you know, players to be a good defense again. You know defensively who was really disappointing in 2018? Eric Kendricks. Yeah. Who you gave a pretty good extension to, I believe, in the springtime. I don't get that one. That that was that was surprising. Eric Kendricks had been a very good player, I thought, and he definitely took a step back. Yeah, six five one six four six eight two five five. Another name too that I, it, it, his contract is up, I believe. Latavius Murray is a free agent. Um, I don't think so. He made five million dollars this year. I mean, for me, I, Rock Thomas. I the, the, the Vikings had four running backs that I liked this year to to, to varying degrees. I don't think you need to bring. But if Dalvin Cook is going to be in the mix for sixteen games next year, I don't think you need Latavius Murray, um, especially for a few million dollars. So I'm, with I'm comfortable that. with pretty much anybody as a backup that they had yeah. on practice squads and on their even on their roster. So um, let's go to uh, Joe in Plymouth. You're on with Mackie and Joe. What's up, Joe? Hey guys, how are you? Hi, Joe. We're doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Um, you too. I got to tell you, it's been hard. Like when you guys moved to this new time slot, it killed me because I used to live in every, listen every day from nine to one. So this is this is really hard. But uh, I'm catching the way home. Um, but you know, more power to you. I hope it's going well for you guys. Um, I uh, as far as the Vikes go, I have a question. George Iloka, <laughs> what happened there? I'm just curious. You know, it was. Uh, you know they tried to get him a couple years ago in free agency, and Cincinnati gave him a big contract. Then they cut him. They swoop him in, and then did did he play like more than five plays all year, or just special teams? And yeah. it's really a head scratcher. Um, I love what you guys are talking about how they're going to fix this cap. I love that what you just said in terms of you know making Zim. I'm a huge Zim supporter, but making him step up and say, "Look, I'm, I'm hired as a head coach. I got to run the football team." Even if my specialty is defense, I can't just say, you run the offense, I'll see you later. He's got to take ownership. And now he'll get to really test his medal because if he's going to be, you know, he's going to lose some stars, can he really train and raise up these guys to really step up and, you know, and mold them into the players that he has traditionally done? But I'd love to find out what happened to George Iloka because that's just a mystery. Yeah, Joe, thanks for the call and uh, thanks for the kind words, man. I have no clue. He was I not have... happy on the way out after the season was over. Yeah, and he, okay, so he signed here late. 
didn't play at first at all, and, and the assumption was that he had to adjust to the defense, which seems odd because he had played in Mike's defense in Cincinnati. Then I think he got some playing time, and we're all assumed, okay, he's going to play now. And then Sandeo got hurt, Anthony Harris played, and Ioka never played again, except for special teams. The whole thing was very odd. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it didn't make sense. I don't. Ioka clearly didn't sign up for that, right? Well, he, Were there other teams that would have put him he, into a starter's role, or has he just dropped off that much? He signed for cheap here because I think I think he assumed that he would come in and play enough to get a, a multi-year contract after this year, and now he won't. I have no clue why. Yeah, I have a question for the both of you on a specific player with this team. Nick Easton. What are we expecting from him? That he's going to be... Uh, is he going to come back? Fat and uh, probably hurt. <laughs> Those are my I only mean, two expectations. That was a necessary <laughs> shot at poor Nick Easton. I don't think he's ever been fat. Just a big well, lineman. But that was, He's I mean, fat. you have you have assumed my role of being a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I the reason why I asked those because I think we could see that with him being out for the season, he was missing on the line because he was pretty good for him in 2017. Then he got had the injury, and you could kind of see that they were missing him a little bit. And I wonder if you've got two guard positions that you need to fill. Is he going to be an option oh, yeah. coming off a significant injury? What was the he'll injury compete. again? It was like a neck thing, right? Yes. Okay. Well, so necks, backs, and like knees. When's the last time an offensive lineman suffered a knee, neck, or back injury and came back and was just ready to rock again? I feel like when you're right. that big hmm. as a human being, I mean, Achilles tendons, see ya, your career's over. Phil Lothold. Yep. yep, it's just over. It was an There's something about being hold. 300 pounds. It's just a little tougher to recover from injuries. So that's my. I, no, so I right. guess I'm not expecting anything from him. And if he comes back and becomes a viable starter again, awesome. But I don't. This is where teams. The Twins were guilty of this for a long time. Teams go into seasons, and fans do it too. And instead of planning for like the semi worst case scenario, and if anything happens on top of that, okay, we're covered. The Twins went into so many seasons and said, well, I mean, if if Joe Nathan comes back healthy from his seventh Tommy John surgery, You're right. and if uh, four relievers have career seasons, and if we can swing seven trades before July 31st, we're going oh, to win the division. <laughs> and so if you're the Vikings, you're you, have right. to, you have to plan for... You have to plan for Nick Easton giving you nothing the rest of his football life. You have to plan for... Uh, probably for Mike Remmers to... Be what he is, which is just sort of a rotation. Well, he's a right tackle. Like, I know, they but he's also like they a borderline. Screwed the guy. He's also a borderline starting. When they signed him, it was because oh, there's three tackles on the free yeah. agent market, and he's one of them, right? But to your point, Mike Hughes. Maybe that's why you draft Mike Hughes because hey, you might have to make the tough decision of letting Trey Waynes go mm-hmm. in 2019. And the conversation then with the head coach has to be sit down, be quiet, and here's what we're doing: not defense, defense, defense. I, I really feel. Like they signed Cousins, and then Mike said, "Okay, we signed Cousins. All in on defense yeah. now." It's like, no, no, you're Kirk Cousins, not that good. Yeah. And and by the way, we knew that. So surround Kirk Cousins with at least give him a fighting chance because he's never going to be Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck. I'm sorry to just to hijack this conversation, but I'm watching. So we got Sports Center on the TCL TV here, and they just showed the Cliff Kingsbury Nugget you know, four year contract, head coach of the Cardinals. I'm just wrapping my head around. How do you get fired from a mediocre college football team and then turn around five minutes later and get hired as a head coach in the NFL? Not to mention, he had Patrick Mahomes 
and Baker Mayfield at one point. Yes. At Texas Tech. Because this, and this was is the 500 coach. How? You get fired from Texas Tech and you become an NFL head coach five minutes later? But this, this is how crazy National Football League teams are. This is, this, <laughs> ridiculous. Is, this is an indication of how, I'm telling you, the two things in life that people panic and do that are stupid is they fall in love and they try to get quarterbacks and offensive guys. <laughs> They're compl- it's completely crazy. <laughs> Mackie and Judd. You think you and your Hall of Fame quarterback buddy like football? Well, John Gruden and Brett Favre don't just like football. They f- love it. Watch this throw rolling to my left, backing up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And, and and I make another throw the next time. It's like it came right out of hell. I mean, it had, to, I, it had like to drop in like a butterfly with sore feet. It had to drop in like that. Like a what? Football! Football, yeah! yeah. Football! Yeah. Football! Yeah. Get some! The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. Hello, boy. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. So what do you think? It's <laughs> pretty cool, I guess. On 1500 ESPN. And Lawrence on his back foot, man wide open, caught, and off to the races goes Justin Ross down the far numbers, and he is going to score. Caught it near midfield. I think he was shocked to find out there weren't any Alabama defenders around him, and it's another long touchdown for Clemson, 74 yards. 1500 ESPN Twitter poll is on fire right now, Phil Mackey. In a couple of years, if the Kirk Cousins era doesn't end up working out, would you tank to get Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, who uh, who cannot declare for the draft until 2021? Right now, 26% of people say, no, I wouldn't. Because 74% would absolutely, just like 74% us. 74% said 70, they would? 74% of 254 oh votes, so God. it's on fire right now. 74% are saying, absolutely, and you know wow. what? You should. You definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's there's. A I don't think there's any argument to be made that one year of absolute football pain would you would solve a problem if this kid turns out to be as good as he looks like he can be. You would solve a problem for probably minimum health provided ten years, eight uh, to ten years. Yes, I fully agree, and uh, you'd also just have the most. Gorgeous gold locks in the NFL too. <laughs> oh, they know. Oh. Look at you. Yep. Look at you. You know who loves gorgeous gold locks? It's Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob, what's going hey, on? Hey, happy new year, fellas. You, you too, too, buddy. You know, I hope this year for the Vikes and all everybody in Minneapolis is a better year than it was last year because you know. Let's start out with one thing and one thing only. The fact that, you know, we got the $84 million man, Kirk Cousins, and he shit to bed against the Bears is my... Ah, dang, we got to drop Bob. Bob. Bob never swears when he comes on. <laughs> Bob. Bob usually Dude. walks it right up to the line. Whoa. Up to the line. Dude. We had to we had to drop Bob. He's a good caller too. Why yeah. why'd you have to go yeah. there? Like that mm. Jeff in Texas. Crap to bed is fine. Jeff in I, Texas does it too on Vent Line where he just like he kept calling he had I good rem- good takes for a long time and then all of a sudden two calls in a row he just drops F bombs. Like, dude, you're gonna get us and then we get in trouble. <laughs> Jeff Don't put in us Texas, in that spot. The fir- was the first caller on Vent Line after the tie at Lambo. And yeah. <laughs> He was the very first caller on Ventline. And the and first word out of his mouth was yeah. an FCC. It, it's not that violation. hard, right? 
you crap the bed. Yes. You soil yourself. Hey, sometimes... You pee down your leg? You can pee down your leg? No problem. But sometimes... I don't think we've ever talked about this on the air. Maybe we did right after it happened, but sometimes our show is a very welcoming, comfortable environment for callers, for guests, and we show from the Target Center Skyway. This is last (laughs) season. And Cole Aldrich was on. And, like, we're just hanging out in the Skyway. We got feet kicked up. We're talking hoops, talking life. And we get about 12 minutes into this interview, and Cole felt really comfortable. He's telling stories. You know, he's got his feet kicked up on the... And all of a sudden, I think Judd asked him about Kevin Durant or something. What's it like, you know, Kevin Durant? He played with Kevin Durant, and he starts telling a Kevin Durant story and drops like three... And because we're in this, we're on remote location, so we there, we can't. There's no dump button for us, so we're just sitting there, and we didn't want to derail the interview. So <laughs> what he, are you, yeah, what are you gonna he do? dropped like three words that you cannot say on the radio. Yep. And we're just sitting there. Judd and I are just looking at each other, like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get." <laughs> he was really comfortable though. <laughs> he was, was just on, he was on a roll yeah. by that point. Uh, before we wrap with Royce, let's go to Paul on line one. Hey, Paul. Oh, I'm actually Harold, but oh. That's fine. Um, he sounded like he sounded like our guy. Paul. All right, let's Sorry, go. Let's go to, oh, no, you're gonna no. be you're gonna be Bill for this phone call. <laughs> okay, I'll, I, I prefer Bob, but right. I don't I don't know why we would have to tank it to get Lawrence. Won't we be at the at the top of the list to get draft agents by three years after three years of losing all this money and having? <laughs> I mean, if you're suggesting that the Vic, thanks for the call. Uh, Bill, Paul, Harold. Well, the tank could be natural. Sure, yeah. That, yeah, that's, we're not that's picky about saying. how it happens. You can't, you can't decide that you're going to lose in that sport, but you certainly can deplete the roster to a point where it's stinky enough. You can sign Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> no, ways well, to no, do it. You could. I mean, at, by that point, if if Rick and Mike are gone, Cousins could just be sort of a flop. You could your defense will sort of will be aged. Perhaps some pieces will be gone. Perhaps you get rid of some pieces. Maybe you end up, I'm not saying that this would happen to Kirk Cousins, but maybe you do like what Indianapolis did with Peyton Manning, just sat out for a whole year, and they were starting like Curtis Painter and Jim Sorge at quarterback, and they went 2-14 and 14 and ended up with Andrew Luck. Yep. That was glorious, by the way. That was <laughs> the such San, a great The move. San Antonio Spurs and the, 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 the Packers are lucky, but they also, I mean, they, they never had that one year where they tanked. They just had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers together for three years. The Colts and the Spurs, where you have legendary, legendary, le- David Robinson, David Robinson, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Oh, bad for one year. Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan. David Robinson got hurt. Bad. Paid Manny, paid Manny, paid Manny gets hurt. Same thing. One year bad. Andrew Luck. The Celtics actually had the best odds of getting winning the lottery that year. And the Spurs ended up winning the lottery and they got Tim yeah. Duncan. The Spurs weren't the Spurs came out of nowhere to win that lottery, didn't they? Ah, uh, they were they, pre- they were bad pretty as, bad. Okay. David Robinson got hurt, and they were they lost I, like they were like twenty two and sixty or something like that. I'm okay. still telling you guys, the 2011 Vikings had no excuses. <laughs> that Washington win still makes me mad. Yeah. Let's <laughs> ask let's ask Royce about it and other things when we come back. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Just a reminder: this station does not endorse this on fifteen hundred ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. On 1500 ESPN. All right, quick check on traffic before we wrap things up with Royce here. This traffic update brought to you by Duluth Trading Company. 94 westbound, we've got a crash between 280 and Huron Boulevard. And it's causing about a 12-minute delay. So be on the lookout for that. 
And also 62 eastbound. We got a 10-minute delay near Edina between Tracy Avenue and Highway 100 because of a crash. Thank you, Manny. Uh, we wrap with Royce every day on the show here. Now, Pat, I don't know how much you've been following the NFL coaching and coordinator carousel today, but uh, our guy Cliff Kingsbury gets <laughs> fired from Texas Tech and five minutes yeah. later becomes head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Explain but, that. But not before he spent time as the Southern Cal uh, offensive coordinator. <laughs> he had a shorter reign at Southern Cal than uh, the Temple coach did. Uh, he, the Temple coach who was there for 17 days before he became the coach of the Miami Hurricanes. There is no honor among coaching thieves, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I guess the uh, Arizona, everybody wants the wild uh uh, whatever they call this crazy offense, and uh, he'll fire hire himself a defensive coordinator and uh, try to get somebody to tackle somebody, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Who is Zim going to get now for his OC, Patrick? Malarkey took the tight what? ends job with the Falcons. Cutter took the OC job there. And, and Stefanski, I guess, is going back to Cleveland to, to talk to them again, and nobody wants to work for Zim. Uh, why would the guy take uh, a, a tight ends job instead of work here? <laughs> I, did, I, I can't believe that Zim that Zim offered him the OC job uh, that he wouldn't have taken it. Uh, he, that we, they, he must have somebody else up his sleeve. What's the Hugh Jackson rumor? Spielman, Spielman put the kibosh that that Zim wanted to hire Hugh, and Rick said, "Uh-uh, you're not doing that." That's the rumor. Really? Yeah. Oh, so we got the dissension here. So uh, Malarkey, Cutter. I don't know who's floating around. Uh, How about this Stefan- one? Maybe the, maybe he's, Stefanski's not going to get the Cleveland job. I don't care if they interview him eight times. Yeah, He's got nothing to recommend him. How can they do that? Not even the Browns can be that stupid. Hey, Pat, how how about this? And and you, you could hire this guy to be your OC, pay him well, and also at the same time make it one of the greatest reality shows of all time. Go after Lane Kiffin. Oh, uh, well, heavens yes. I, I would, uh, you know, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, if I was Alabama, I'd get on the phone and call up Lane Kiffin and say, all is, all is forgiven. Come on back. All is forgiven. Come on back. By the way, Manny. Yes, sir. I was talking to a Tennessee school official about another matter today. Okay. Uh, they are not sad about their SEC colleague getting its ass kicked last night. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would all, imagine all, not. It's all all for one and one for all stuff uh, does not does not work anymore. I don't know. So is there any chance if Stefanski doesn't get the uh, Cleveland job that he just stays as the Vikings offensive coordinator? Sure, he could, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be my that would be my guess. Who else is Cleveland talking to? Do we know? What the, or is this guy now the leading candidate? Freddie everybody's Kitchens. everybody wants the thirty five year old offensive coordinator now, right? Yes, that, that's the new deal, right? The the Adam Gases of the world, even though some of them get fired. How about Adam Gase? Where's he going? How about getting him? Maybe him. Maybe get him up here. God, it's just like but but this this whole conversation right here. This isn't that much different than what they're probably doing in every NFL. It's all coin flipping. It's, well, let's go get a guy who kind of profiles like Sean McVay. In fact, the Cardinals put in their press release verbatim that Cliff Kingsbury is friends with Sean McVay. (laughs) He's friends, okay. They use the word friends. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh... 
Yeah, I'm friends with Rado too, and I'm one fifth as good as him. So what the hell does that, uh, what's that tell you? Anyway, <laughs> hey, now you guys want to uh, tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence, huh? Yes, we're all, all yeah, aboard this. Yeah, yeah we, we do. We, it. We've already, we've already, we've waved the white flag on the next two Viking seasons. Apparently, well, that's right. I think even by judge standards, it's a little easy to start early to start tanking. Because now I, I got another question. But first of all, let me say this about Trevor Lawrence. I'd love to have him until he gets, but he's got to get his hair cut. I don't like a guy a weed smoking looking commie being my quarterback. Get a haircut. <laughs> Doesn't bother me one bit. Keep your no, hair long and not. smoke as much weed as possible. Oh, no, they'll be running Don't by get and grab him by the hair and pull him down for a big sack. Right at the, uh, you know, is it legal to pull a guy's hair to sack yes. him? Yeah, it is. You, you can. Okay. You Actually, can pull a guy's I don't hair. know how to sack him. I don't know. They'd, they'd probably throw a flag on that for a quarterback. Dredge, dredge I, you can pull. I know that's for sure. They wouldn't qualify as that part of like horse collar tackle or anything like that. If you pull a guy's mm-hmm. hair from behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's a no, happened to Paul Muller a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, uh, can you believe that butt kicking? Man alive, I've never seen an Alabama team. Well, nobody's ever seen an Alabama team just lay down and take it like they did. But it got to be the fourth quarter. 99-yard drive to kill the clock. Uh, wonder what old Nick's... Uh, I bet he took a separate plane back. Man, alive. If that Nick is if Nick has been that miserable as a multi-time national champion, as maybe no. one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, if this is sort of a downslide for, even if they revert to being a ten and three team for the next oh, however many years, it. we're going to see some. Well, misery. you know, his new contract is uh, his base is eleven point six or something. No, he got eleven point six this year because he had a signing bonus, but. I think his recruiting class was uh, six five stars and the rest four stars, so they might be okay. I love the defensive lineman from Clemson. Those are what I character. That uh, what's is it Wilkins? Is it Wilkins? Yeah, Wilkins. It, it's Tristan Wilkins. Tristan. Yeah, Did you yeah. see the wet willy he gave? Uh, yes. Yeah, both ears. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> what a beauty. What a beauty. Man, that defensive. They didn't have their best defensive lineman in Alabama. Couldn't do anything with them. It was incredible. Your thoughts on, uh, what is it, Blake Parker, the uh, relief pitcher of the twin side? Uh, I don't know. He throws, what is he, 33 or yeah. something? He's been around. I, I don't know. That, that's okay. But uh, I, I want Trevor May to get a shot to be the closer. I, want, I, want, I, like, I think he's got the attitude for it. Now, he might have too many. But... I also think he should be the type of closer who pitches two innings uh, three times a week and then let somebody else do it, not not have to worry about it. But I'd like to see him get the shot. I think he's uh, I think he's got the attitude you want at the end of the game. So, are you uh, putting Fernando Romero in the bullpen, or would you put him in? Uh, well, I was going to say I, as a starter, but he'd probably come in in the second inning. So, I'd, I'd, give, him him another, I'd give him another run when you was a, as a starter. It's, I would uh, that combination of pitchers, big strong horse like that. Uh, I, I think it's, but you know everything is so muddled up now. Who, uh, who the heck knows? So anyway, it's uh, yeah. I I don't know. I I got Don't you get reading between the lines? Though I think they give them a look as a reliever. Don't you think that's what it's that's what it sounds like from what Dan t- told us. Uh so I think what we need to do, Patrick, is spring training approaches a breakdown of the candidates to be openers for the Twins with Royce. <laughs> You analyze yeah, the opener them. candidates. Rank them. Who are the <laughs> we'll openers? Have one opener. We'll have one opener 
for sure. They'll they one opener for sure on this Wednesday. An opener on the I opener. gotta ask I gotta <laughs> ask this question though. Judd. Yeah. Wild on a road trip. Can't get beat. Are we still uh turning up or are we going forward here? Where are we now? Because a month ago we were going to win the Stanley Cup. Two weeks ago we were ripping her down. Where are we now? Do you know all I want from life? If you're going to suck, suck. And if you're going to be good, be good. (laughs) You know what I decided at the tender age of 49? I just want consistency. Uh, You know what it is? I'm blowing them up. It's sports. There's not a hockey team in the world that's consistent. What do they, when you say you want consistency, what does that even mean? I want sports? you I want you to pick a path. It's like a kid. Either be a screw win, up or don't be a screw wants, up. He wants you to win three out of every five and get maybe one of those NFL, NHL type ties the next one. The only, consistency. The only thing I like is my guy Bruce is is doing a good job. I like Bruce. I don't want Bruce fired. Well, I'm glad to see Bruce win uh, three in a row so his blood pressure doesn't yeah. go over 400 with that uh, face it scares me every time I see him man. he's uh, he's got the red 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 mug going for him yeah he does he doesn't look very healthy uh, but right. God, this has this been very frustrating for you because oh, yeah. uh, the wild don't know what they want to be so. I'm more That's upset that. now than, than when they actually lose games yeah. uh, Pat All we, right. we got to run two basketball games tonight we'll talk to you tomorrow about, okay. uh, about alright see ya don't forget the wild Bruins at 6 o'clock well I thought you were off the wagon Oh no! I'm on the wagon. I'm just frustrated. Pick a path. You just hate. If you're going to be a dope smoking kid, be a dope smoking kid. If you're going to be an A student, but don't be an A student one day and then start smoking dope the next. I it think it think, annoys me. I think they're tied for the eight seed right now. So. They are, and FSN put that up the second that game got done. <laughs> Look at where the Wild is in the standings. The Wild, Koivu, Parisi. Wild, this is the greatest hockey team ever. All right, Mackie and Judd on demand, fifteen hundred ESPN.com. We will see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.